Good morning and welcome to Seeking Wellness, Our Bodies Explained on WPKN 89.5 FM. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Pierre, your neighborhood naturopathic doctor and public health advocate, bringing you the best of what integrative medicine has to offer. We broadcast from Bridgeport, Connecticut on the fourth Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Here on Seeking Wellness, we discuss various health topics while clarifying some misconceptions about naturopathic medicine and providing education from a clinical and holistic perspective. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. If you're new to the party, come on in, take off your shoes, and get comfortable. If you've missed any of our past shows, please log on to our website, wpkn.org, to explore our archives and podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seeking Wellness. I'm so excited to present my guest today, Shana Schneider. She is the founder and fit stylist of Fit Style by Shana. Shana is the creator of the Fit Style Your Life approach to fitness that brings fitness into everyday life. By using habit-forming principles, your schedule, and your environment, she shows you how to find opportunities for movement and exercise that fit your life and doesn't add to your to-do list. As a fitness educator and author, Shana has been featured in national magazines, websites, and fitness blogs, and is seen regularly on WTNH News 8. She is an AFAA certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor, a walk leader, and is licensed to teach Zumba fitness. Prior to working on FitStyle by Shana full-time, she worked for over a decade, holding several leadership positions at Yale University. Shana holds a BA from Yale University and is known for doing leg lifts in line at Starbucks. Please help me welcome Shana Schneider. Hi, Hi, Shana. Hi, I'm really excited to be here with you. <laughs> I am so excited to have you. Um, for the audience, if you don't know, Shana is one of my walking buddies yes. um, and one of the blessings of the pandemic. <laughs> so Aww, I love being met- categorized that way. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the blessings because we met on um, one of those networking calls and quickly aligned with match values and ideas about nutrition and health. And I wanted to have her on the show for a while. I'm so excited she's here. She's going to teach us so many great things about movement and fitness. And I can't wait for her to share that with all of you. Oh, it is it's my honor to be here. And, you know, I, I was going to start by doing a quick little fit style check-in because I think it's so helpful. And what we're going to be talking about is, I think, really going to help people feel motivated and a little energized. And so we want to get their focus here. So if you'll do this with me, are you, are you ready? Yes. What are we going to be doing? Together. Okay. So we're, I like to call this the little fit style check-in. So all you do is you think about bringing the top of your head to the ceiling. I want you to roll your shoulders forward, up and back, and then just take a deep breath in and exhale. And it just gets you ready, right? To like roll right in to the thing that we're talking about or that you're doing. So it's already a little fit style tip. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
This is uh, important too, because we don't really think about our posture, especially when we're working at home and kind of stiff and. Oh gosh. Yes. I feel like we're, we should really get into, get into all of that. <laughs> I have a feeling though, uh, you know, even just using the term fit style, people might be like, what, well, what is that exactly? Yes. So it, tell us, tell us. Yeah. So it is really, it's a designer way of doing something that brings fitness into your everyday life. And it's really a mindset shift to take you from thinking about, you know, exercise on a to-do list at a particular time to movement that becomes integral part of who you are, how you live your life so that you can truly, you know, enjoy and live life to the fullest. Um, so it helps you make fitness fit your life. Mm, I like that. I like that. And yeah. you know, we've, Shane and I have had a lot of conversations about how to do it. And I'm so excited for you to share some of those tips. Um, but just like you said, like being able to incorporate some of that movement into your mm -hmm. lifestyle, because we're so sedentary, especially now, um, you know, within the past year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I, re I really think it's important, you know, for people to understand that it's about movement throughout your day. And, you know, we, we talk about different things, right? I like to say, you know, there's the big E, which is exercise, right? We all hear it. We know we're supposed to do it. We're like, oh, it's, it's that 150 minutes or whatever I'm supposed to do, but I'm supposed to be doing it. Yes. <laughs> and then life happens, right? Yes. And even while we're working from home and sometimes now working from home, you're just like, maybe you even feel like you're working more hours because there isn't that transition time, right? That you have going from maybe the office back home. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to even sort of either know where to start or feel like, ah, oh, I have to break off this piece of time, you know, and it's an either or. And I think it's so important to think about instead the idea of movement, which I, I would describe it as more of the overall umbrella. So exercise falls underneath that umbrella. Um, but movement is just about any kind of activity that's moving your body, using your muscles throughout your day. And that's really what we want to focus on, bring some attention to, and give ourselves some credit for. Hmm. I think it's challenging for people to think of it that way because they think it's kind of like cheating. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, like, is that really exercise? So share what you think about that and, and you know, kind of the misconceptions about, about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I, you know, if you've ever been to a fitness class, right, anyone, you've heard the phrase, like, if you're about to go into a squat, right, what do they say? Well, bend your knees and sit back as if you're getting into a chair, right? Well, that yes. means when you're in that position with your body, it's like doing a squat. And then if you start to think about the times that you actually make that movement throughout your day, and then you kind of look at that and say, okay, you know what? I might have done like 10, 20 squats today. <laughs> that counts. It's a mindset shift. And there is you know, there is research behind this to say that these types of movements, in fact, getting up and sitting back down kind of in that squat movement, if we can do that 30 to 35 times throughout our day, 
that helps to lower our risk for um, that the kind of different diseases and issues that come from that sedentary lifestyle. So there is real research that shows us that all of these things really do have an impact. Um, in fact, there's something that's called, uh, you know, MEAT. It's a little, a little acronym here. It's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You don't really have to remember that. But it's about uh, looking at the calories burned by the movements we make when we go about our daily business. And that is exactly, you know, where we want to give ourselves credit for because we can start right where we are. I'm so happy you shared that because um, if anyone doesn't know, I'm a real research buff (laughs) and I love, you know, as people are always trying to dispel things, where's the research, where's the research, but I love when there is that backed behind it because sometimes I also value the experiential as well, but Mm -hmm. I love that you can attach that to something so people could even look that up um, and know that that movement actually Mm -hmm. matters because I'll have conversations with patients and they're like, well, you know, it's just work. I'm just going up and down the stairs. And, you know, there's some research that's kind of like, eh, you know, or some fitness instructors that may say it's not the same, but it's really helpful to know that that can be measured. Absolutely. It can be measured. And I think, you know, I I will say it's, you know, it's about giving yourself that credit for the movement. And it's also mindset because, Mm -hmm. so you said you're, you know, research buff, you like this. So here's another one. There is um, research that came out of um, Stanford that, and I'm blanking on the woman's name right now, but um, they did some research. It was a group of uh, women who were um, housekeepers. So they were working at a mm. um, hotel. And, you know, when we talk about housekeeping, right, the idea of what are you doing? You're changing sheets, you're vacuuming, you're doing all of that kind of cleaning activity. And they studied this group of uh, women. They, they had a conversation with them, kind of looking at their different numbers, their um, uh, measurements around the waist, which we often use as a point of reference for, you know, risk for chronic disease of different mm-hmm, kinds, mm-hmm. weight, and and um, some of their other issues. And they uh, then uh, had another group, both working out of, out of this, and they talked to them and said, okay, here's the thing, what you're doing, how you move, and all of these different activities is exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. When you look at that, I mean, how many of us have tried to make our bed, taking the sheets off? And all? I don't Listen. know about you, but I potentially <laughs> broke it out into a little bit of a sweat sometimes <laughs> doing that. But they said, you know, this is exercise and you should see it that way. And we can see how you're moving, you're burning calories, you're doing this. Turns out that after, I, I want to say it was like four to six weeks or so, somewhere in that range they started seeing real difference in their physiology. They started getting the health benefits of exercise because the mindset shift said, what I'm doing is actually exercise. And then their bodies responded because previous to that, they were still doing all of the same activity, but they weren't recognizing it as exercise and movement. So making that connection is really important. Now, I will pause and just say, it does not mean you just thinking to yourself, well, I exercise, <laughs> my body should respond to it. You have to still do the movement. But the, the key thing here is to be able to recognize those opportunities to move and the things that you are doing. So, you know, my gardeners out there, 
that totally counts, right? <laughs> the house cleaning that you're doing, that counts. And you should give yourself that little pat on the back um, for, for doing that. I love that mindset shift, like you said, because, you know, you see it when you're vacuuming, when you're mopping, like you said, you're engaging those muscles. <laughs> and and I remember seeing a chart a while back that talked about like the more vigorous housework and how many calories you could potentially burn. So I'm, I'm really happy that we're, we're talking about this. And that kind of segues me to a few things. So like two different thoughts that come mm-hmm. up a lot with patients. Um, one is like unconventional workouts, right? So that's mm-hmm. one topic. And then that kind of goes into all these you know, emerging workouts that people are doing. I've heard of so many different things and I just wanted to get your feedback on what you think about these things. Because again, this is in contrast to what you're doing is really like a lifestyle. What I love, it's a lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's constantly integrating that into life, but how do you feel about, you know, some of the things that are coming out, Peloton, Mm -hmm. CrossFit, um, and any other unconventional work. I was like, what, what is your thought process on some of those things? And, and just people getting access to some of those workouts. Yeah. You know, I come at it from the perspective of first, is it, is it something that you like doing? Hmm. You know, if it's something that gets you really excited, it connects you to a community and you're like, I show up there because I really like doing it. Then go for it. You know, it's, it's worth it to, you know, try it out. But I think that this approach that we're talking about actually is complementary to those types of workouts, because the question is, what are you doing when you aren't at, you know, when you aren't doing the CrossFit Mm. workout, when you aren't on the bike or, you know, um, you know, on the Peloton, that, that kind of thing. If you are working at a computer at a desk and there is a lack of movement there, that's still a problem. And there's research that shows that too, that if you were that person, it's like, I get up first thing in the morning, I get the run, I get the walk in. And then you were at your computer for the next like eight plus hours, pretty much not moving. That's that sedentary part of your day is kind of overriding that good work that you did in in the morning. So that does not mean don't do it. It means that you need to add some fit style to your life. You need to still move during those different parts when you're not um, doing these workouts. So, you know, I also think that a variety of movement is really good because if we get really focused on just kind of hyper performance in one particular area of our body, you might notice that, you know, you go and walk up uh, it's a steeper hill or something. And you're like, Oh my gosh, why, why is this, you know, why is this so hard? Because sometimes we get that kind of muscle specificity. And so it's really helpful to have a range of things that you do. That is helpful. How did, so Shana, give me a little bit of background on how you, because you just talk about this with such fluidity. Were you always a type of person who loved working out and fitness and healthy living or didn't you evolve to become this person? Um, Because I think some people are kind of intimidated by that. And could you Mm -hmm. just share a little bit of your journey and how you became so passionate about this? Absolutely. And um, I will say that I was not always um, so 
uh, I was not always the first person to be like, oh, I'm at the standing desk, you know? <laughs> it was definitely an evolution. And I will say that, because um, I've worked for a number of years in the, you know, private and public sectors, And um, I will use this, this one period of time where I really think the light bulb went off in, in my head for this, because I will say that I, I've always en enjoyed some level of working out because of the mental benefit of it, right? We get those endorphins kicking in. It's the mm -hmm. feel good, you know, hormone. And so I will say that I am someone who does feel that that does work for me. So um, I, if, if I have not really worked out for a number of days, I will feel like, okay, <laughs> I need to, you know, go and do that, do something to get those endorphins kicking in. Um, but the, the story that I want to share, my experience was that I was working a full-time job as a director of communications. I had a number of other things. I was uh, on some different boards and I was coordinating this um, uh, fundraising event. And the event was uh, to help people. It, it was it was called Fit Week, and it was to introduce people to different workouts and studios because I really was passionate about like I'm like oh if you find something that you know you enjoy doing you'll like show up right to do it and all of these things are so good for our bodies and movement and this was fundraising for um, cancer research mm -hmm. so you would buy a pass and get access to all these different studios and for this one week and we are raising money for cancer research and at the end of this week and the event has taken place people were asking me oh my god did, well, like what classes did you go to and all stuff and i thought I didn't go to anything. I was so busy just working, trying to coordinate everything, hold my job down. I didn't do any of it. I was like wow. there was a whole week focused on fitness and I, I, I didn't have time, right, to do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's where the light bulb went off. I'm like, this is the biggest, this is the challenge that we all have, right? Yes. Life happens and then we're like, I don't have time to do it. I want to, or I, and I know I should, but how do I integrate it? And so that's where another real focus on how do I really develop this into a, a program and an approach that helps us tackle that biggest hurdle that a lot of us have, which is time. And so then if, I will say many of my office mates were um, sort of guinea pigs in all of this because I would introduce, you know, some fit stylish ideas to staff meetings that we would have. I would introduce little standing standing meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would really kind of be living this whole approach. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, because mm -hmm. I have seen really the benefits of it and how it works. Um, and one other story I, I will share because I think we all sort of have different challenges and this fit style um, approach also came in um, as a part of the experience that I had with my mom who had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And she is someone, she's a beautiful person, so energetic and everything, but has never really been big into exercise at all <laughs> and another you know important that knows it's important to do but 
just never got into it, felt like all the different types of classes were a little off-putting, probably not interested in going to the gym ever. Um, and when you are dealing with that kind of you know, disease, it's so, your health is so important. Movement is important, but it's challenging, right? Because you, um, you're limited in what you might be able to do. There's an energy level that's also maybe not there. Um, and fit style really works because it was saying, okay, well, what room do you go to? regularly mom mm -hmm. it was the kitchen so okay so let's let's look at the kitchen what can you do there that will give you some movement some ideas um for being in a, a safe space a comfortable space for you and get you moving and so that was actually the the creation of the kitchen workout which is now in a mm, dish towel as yes, well <laughs> yes and it was bringing movement to when she's you know using the microwave the timer's on, there's a couple minutes, what can you do right there, right? It was about recognizing how the countertop can be used uh, to do a plank, to do a push-up. You don't have to get all the way down on the floor, right? This is something that you could do right there. Um, and so th this was the journey. It was seeing how FitStyle can meet you where you are, mm -hmm. you know, wherever you are on this fitness journey but that our health and wellness has to be a priority and we can't uh, just let that kind of life excuse or having no time mm -hmm. be the thing that keeps our health and wellness on the back burner, right? Because otherwise you're, you're not gonna be able to do those things anyway. <laughs> you're yeah. not gonna be able to work, spend time with your family and friends because you're not gonna be well enough to do it. Yeah, it really is a non-negotiable, um, whether we enjoy it or not, which is hard mm -hmm. for those yeah. of us who don't really enjoy working out. Um, and this is why I wanted to have you on and just talk about movement, because mm -hmm. like I said, I think people are so intimidated by fitness and yeah. they're looking at Instagram models and oh, there's all these different ways yeah. and you know, people just feel like, well, if I'm not doing that, it doesn't matter. Or, you know, they start, they get discouraged. I talk to so mm -hmm. many patients who start and they just get discouraged. So they do nothing. And I'm so happy, you know, thank you for just being transparent and just sharing your mother's journey with us as well. I appreciate that because it isn't always easy. And sometimes people have medical conditions that prohibit mm -hmm. them from doing certain things. I should also put out, this is a good time for a disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> Anything that we are talking about today should be discussed with your doctor. Um, all of us are moving. So, right. We don't talk to our doctor about every movement we make <laughs> during the day. Right, right. <laughs> but if you are going to start a workout program, it's very important that you do speak to your personal physician, mm -hmm. not just what you're hearing today and see if this is right for you. And people have so many injuries and, and disabilities and things that prohibit them from moving a certain way. So just make sure you're mindful of that and, and keeping that um, in top of mind, right? We're recommending movement, but you have to know your limitations and always, always, always please discuss that with your physician. I also wanted to say that what I'm really excited about, and it, it, it goes into what you were talking about with your mom, mm -hmm. that in recent years, 
um, there was this recommendation that's been put out. And so now physicians are recommending that people get at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or mm-hmm. 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic, aerobic activity a week mm-hmm. or a combination of moderate and vigorous. And what's pretty cool about that is they're saying it should be uh, spread out throughout the course of the week. Um, What I like about it is just recently, um, my insurance plan provider had this quiz uh, to fill out to kind of get an assessment of your health. Mm -hmm. And the questions, my responses were based on these guidelines. And this never happened before. So I've been in healthcare forever for about 18 years now, and never saw anything where they were recommending a certain amount of exercise for people. You know, some doctors individually were saying this to patients. Mm -hmm. But like you said, this is this needs to be more incorporated into our healthcare system. We need to be having more conversations about exercise. I think a lot of doctors will tell patients they need to exercise, but unfortunately, a lot of times people don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, they don't know where to start. So at least having guidelines, I think is incredible that we finally got to this point. And again, this is why I wanted to have a show focused on this specifically because I want people to have this knowledge. And like you said, just start where you are. Right. And you know, it, keep it simple, right? There are all of these different kinds of exercises and routines and different things out there, but you know that there's one of the best exercises you can possibly do is walking. Most of us have the ability, you know, to do that. If it's in short spurts or longer um, times, you can start there. Don't discount the simple kinds of exercises that you can do without having to have special equipment, right? Or that you have to get specially trained, you know, to do. Yes, there are some different ways to, you know, improve the speed of your walking and your gait and different things like that. But, you know, give yourself a break in the sense of it can be as simple as you taking a walk and starting there and having it be, okay, you take a five minute uh, walk around your your block, right? And you build up um, from there. I think that's really important. I also want to say, you know, having these different um, amounts of time uh, is, is really helpful. Knowing still you can break them up into these little bits all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, understanding what uh, moderate and vigorous exercise kind of is and having a little bit of a tool to guide yourself um, in that. And so I just wanted to, you know, let people know that something like that, if you're thinking about a moderate intensity activity, um, having a little talk test for yourself is really helpful. That's a nice way if you're just doing this kind of on your own, um, then it's something like, can you, you could definitely sing, you know, (laughs) while, uh, you know, you're just, moving, right? (laughs) But if you're doing moderate intensity, you can talk, but not sing, right? And vigorous is something more like you can say a few words, but you're probably going to pause for breath. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the the spectrum of um, something, something there. Uh, But even those times that are you moving where you're like, okay, I could break out in song if I wanted, still count. All right. So yes, those are, those are some guidelines, but it's about the movement. You need to use 
your body and you need to let it let it know you know I, I need you to stay awake alert alive <laughs> yes and how do you how do you feel because this 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 came to mind how do you feel about children and younger people working out teenagers mm. do you think there's an age that you can start do you, you know I know what I feel yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to <laughs> feedback on like especially children working yeah. out and, and moving I feel like it's unfortunate that we even use a phrase like working out with kids mm, I really I like <laughs> you know I think that it needs to be about integrated movement and how do you and playing counts right playing doesn't have to be it's not like okay now you're going to work out but if i say okay let's go play a game of like freeze tag or let's go like play this run around we're going to have this like game that's exercise right but it, i don't have to put it in this category of working out and having it be again something that has to be on a to-do list or booked mm -hmm. on a calendar and separate from life and that's why I think it's, you know, for parents too out there, it's, if you think about, okay, I want to spend time with my kids, but I have to work out, right? So mm. how about combine the two? When the kids are out playing in the yard, like go play with them, like mm -hmm. literally go play with them. Let yourself feel like a kid again, run around, get on the floor, <laughs> you know, it's, imp that is still working out right because oh, you're oh, I love that and and that way too again you're not having to feel like it's an either or bring them together as much as you can <laughs> that's really good advice for parents um I know I've spoken to many parents and it's been tricky just managing things throughout yeah. you know the pandemic um, but that's such a great idea. And also, again, mindset. I'm loving this mindset conversation about just even reframing instead of working out playing. Yes. And as adults, we need to play more anyway. Yes. Um, life is so serious. We have so many things going on. And it's not to discount that, but we do need to play more and just yeah. <laughs> bring our mindset into a more positive place. Yeah. One of the things that um, so with under fist style by Shane, I do online, uh, we have live stream classes on demand, but also, um, what I call mindful motivations. And these are kind of text messages that come that help you really develop your fit style and keep some of these ideas top of mind. And one that I, I really like, and I'm bringing it up here because we're talking about, you know, play and kids and, um, and, adults and how we kind of change our mindset. One thing that will pop up is say, next time you take a walk, you know, find the, you know, crack in the, in the sidewalk and try to follow along. Or next time you're outside walking, go ahead and walk along the curb, right? Because kids will often do that on their own, like just playing, yes. right? And once we become adults, we stop doing those things. And that has an impact, right, on our balance on our movement. And so we'll often see as we age, we'll be like, oh, you start to lose your balance. And it's like, well, honestly, that's that tends to be because we stop challenging ourselves. We stop working on our balance. We move less because we get into this mindset of being like, oh, you know, either I'm older or mm -hmm. we end up working at our computers and these different things. And so we actually move less. So that's why we want to have this mindset shift and see how we can keep moving, having fun and, you know, living life to the fullest because 
that's what it's here for. Patients all the time will say things to me like, oh, am I falling apart because I'm 30, 40, 50? And I can't tell you how much I fight against that concept. It's not that this is happening because you're 30 or 40 or 50. It's Mm -hmm. happening because you're not moving as much as you were in your teenage years or your 20s. I mean, I'm seeing it in my 20-year-olds as well. Um, And people just aren't moving as much, which is why I asked you about children, because Mm -hmm. it's important that they're moving and having exercise. And unfortunately, I mean, before the pandemic, a lot of children aren't playing the same way they used to because of video games and things like that. So um, it's really, we have to keep moving. And Mm -hmm. it's that old school phrase, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. it. I really believe that. You know, if you look, you'll see like 80 year old women doing yoga and things like that. It's, it's this idea of movement and just what you said, keeping your joints pliable. Um, you know, even the synovial fluid that that's how we can get that to kind of move around in the joint. Yes. You know, by drinking water is also so important. We got to keep us hydrated and Mm -hmm. have those elements there to help us move and feel it feel like it's easier, um, to move. Yeah. Right. And in speaking of aging gracefully, I know that um, you work with a lot of women mm-hmm. in general and women, we have all these conversations about that. And, you know, what are some other things that you share with your patients? Um, women, we have so many hormonal um issues and changes that happen with us with the body. And those hormones um, do make it harder for us to maintain bone density um, and, and, and remaining pliable. So can you talk about working with women in that kind of perimenopausal menopausal stage and just, just even especially the mindset work that you do with them as, as, as women are aging? Yeah. So um, absolutely. I think that Going back to the idea again of movement and a mindset saying, I am a mover. So oftentimes when I, you know, work with individuals or, or in the uh, different groups and workshops, it's starting with the idea of, you know, people often say, well, I try to do this. Okay, well, let's move to, I do this. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I am a mover. Right. And, and you find kind of what resonates for you. I'm a walker. I have a lot of a lot of my clients now. They're, they're like, Shana, I'm a fit, stylish walker. <laughs> and that's just what they do. We want to create um, habits. And I think, um, you know, this, this is uh, an interesting piece. So so going back to, you know, perimenopausal, menopausal women, it's so important that we that we move, that we keep up our bone density, right? That means we need to have some low impact um, exercise going on and walking is a great um, option. It also helps, m- movement and exercise does help with some of the other you know, effects of menopause as we feel like, you know, the, the hot flashes or um, difficulty with sleep. So all of uh, this kind of movement can possibly help, you know, with, with some of those effects. So that's why it's important to how do we integrate that right into, um, into our life and, and building also keeping our muscle strength. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll use an example of, um, 
kind of one of the habit forming things that I've done with with clients around, you know, strength training, because that's something that we do, right? The, as, as we age, we start to lose um, muscle mass unless we actually take steps to use it and build it. All yeah. right. So it doesn't mean that you have to just lose it. And that's like the way it goes. Exactly. <laughs> But we can take actions to do that. And I think sometimes when we think the, of the idea of like, okay, strength training, you, you end up with this idea of some like muscle, huge muscle builder in the mm-hmm. gym, or I have to have huge dumbbells, or I'm suddenly going to become like huge chest and I'm going to have big biceps. You know, th- there is a, there is a way to train that will, could guide you in that direction, but what we want as a starting point and a baseline is just that strength. And it does not take very long to do exercises that are strength training. And in fact, it could take you, let's say, two or three minutes to do a set of um, arm toning uh, exercises, bicep curls, tricep presses, these, these kinds of things. And so when I work with clients, and, and I think this might be helpful for some to just really think about this, creating this kind of habit where you look for a routine activity that you do already. So mm-hmm. let's say it's, you know, making coffee in the morning, or it's, um, you know, watching a particular show at night, um, or at whatever point during your day, right? And you say, do I have two or three minutes in that slot to do something? Could I do a set of like arm exercises, real simple? If the answer, you know, you find that routine activity and then you put your hand weights in that location mm-hmm. and you connect the two, right? So I think that, um, you know, actually to connect back to one of the other things we were talking about before um, is, a, is to just bring up the idea that the environment can be so important in helping you keep your movement and fitness top of mind. Great point. Because we were, you know, saying how if we're working at our computers or our kids are also, you know, working at computers, what can we do to, you know, allow us to stand up, right? So that's where you have those sit-stand desks. Because I'm also just a little caveat of like, I I am a big fan of sit-stand desks. I do not say that though you need to stand up now all day, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. still about movement. So <laughs> you can definitely sit down for periods of, you know, time, but there might be leg extensions or different things that you can do. But thinking about maybe even the type of seat that um, you sit on, maybe there's a stability ball that um, you can sit on or your kids could sit on or coming up with some different ways to stand up working and looking around your space to really see where could I do that? Because you don't, I also get that, you know, sometimes we need to be budget conscious in some cases, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, I can't go and install a sit-stand desk in my house. Well, do you have a countertop that could, you know, act as um, a way for you to stand up doing a meeting? Is there a bureau, given that we're like working from home quite a lot, that you could potentially use for certain meetings? And, you know, when I'm working with clients, when we're talking about that fits out, then we talk about, you know, how do you, some ergonomics of that, but are there types of meetings that you can do where you're not heavily typing that you can just move your, you know, laptop there so you can have, you can do it standing up. 
I um I'm I want to be really conscious about the environment. I, I'm happy you brought up that word because environment is just not you know what's in your home. It's like you said, it's where you're working out in general. Yeah. And um, there, I want to be conscious of those people who don't live in environments where they feel comfortable to do that. Like I mm-hmm. regularly say to people, oh, take a walk. But some mm-hmm. people live in communities or neighborhoods where they might not feel safe to take a walk. Yeah. Um, so I love that you brought up these other examples that there are things you can do at home. I saw one of the clients you worked with, um, they mentioned something about they were so excited they were able to work with you because they were able to get their steps in inside. Yes. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up. About that? <laughs> Absolutely. So I actually, I, I teach, a, uh, I call it the indoor energy boosting walk class. So basically all you need is a space where you can take two steps forward and two steps back and probably side to side. So it's about, you know, a little four foot space. You can do that in the kitchen, your bedroom, mm-hmm. all these places. And we use music to help guide the pace of our steps. But then I ha- have some other um, types of movements that we do, little steps forward, back, arm movements that are fun, that get our whole body moving. And I have, yes, I have a client and we were kind of looking at the tracker and um, she averaged, they average about like 3,500 to 4,000 steps in our uh, 30 minute walk class. Wow. So absolutely. I think it's, I'm so glad you brought that up because it does not, there are ways to move and it is so important to think about what works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where too, I, I really, I love the idea of style. I think that conveys really the approach is that fitness should fit your lifestyle, right? Your life, right? And so that means what, giving you the tools to say, okay, I know that I need to use my body, but how does it work for me in mm-hmm. my life? And mm-hmm. so these you know, live stream classes, you could come walk with me, you don't have to go outside, you don't have like, if, you know, it might be that the only, you're, you might use it as a little re-entry time between ending work and, you know, starting the rest of your evening, and you're like, well, I can't really walk around my neighborhood, mm-hmm. or I don't really have time to go out and come back, but you can do it right there, right? And you can break it up into those segments to circle back to the beginning, right? Where we were talking about how much time um, we want to aim for those 150 minutes, a minimum of that kind of moderate to vigorous exercise. And you can break that up. And with classes like this, that's another thing that I really encourage people to think about, particularly with the fit style um, classes, is to use them so that they work for you. Mm-hmm. Right, they're set up in such a way that you could do the 15 minute walk and then maybe at the beginning of your morning and then you do the 10 minute arm toning like in the afternoon, right between like a meeting because you're like, you know what, I have 15 minutes and I can just do it then. That sounds that all sounds great. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, well, you kind of mentioned style. And so for this last kind of portion, um, oh, I feel like time is going by so fast. I've I know seen- there's so much to talk about. Um, but I want to talk about like kind of not necessarily rapid fire, but um, because we don't have to do that yet. But um, a few things I wanted to talk about, you mentioned style. So I'm going to go right into the style part. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we go walking, 
Um, you know, we kind of have these conversations about cute ways to, to put on things to make you feel good when you exercise. So mm-hmm. what is your favorite, favorite thing to put on when you're working out to feel excited and energetic? Uh, well, I, th- I think Jennifer, you know, my answer and I it kinda is, know. I kinda know. <laughs> it is leg warmers. I love leg warmers. Oh my goodness. So I just, I love them because they're well one, because my feet are always cold inside. <laughs> so I will actually put them on and kind of use them as little slippers, um, at home. And then you can just like, push them right up and they close the little gap between my pants and, and my shoes. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, super fabulous. (laughs) So I think I'm going to be, I am on the like PSA to bring back the leg warmer. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But I do think, you know, when it comes to dressing for uh, fitness, it's thinking about what makes you feel good, but also so important that if you know there's a certain clothing item uh, that if you have it on, it helps put you in the mindset to move or be ready for a walk or be ready mm-hmm. for the yoga class that you want to do, put it on, right? Or put it somewhere that is in your line of sight so that you know, oh, that's what I'm I'm going to do, right? If you need that sports bra on in order for you to feel comfortable to you know, participate in uh, that more vigorous exercise, you know what, put it on underneath that worktop, do it. <laughs> oh, so if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Shayna Schneider and Shayna, her company is Fit Style by Shayna. So you just walked into the part where we're talking about fun tips for fitness. And we're going to talk about some more fun things. And if you missed it, you're going to have to catch the rebroadcast of the show (laughs) because it has been fantastic so far. So thank you so much for sharing that tip. I have some other thoughts. So um, we didn't get to talk too much about sleep. So um, do you want to just share thoughts about sleep and movement and how you've seen that improve in some of the clients that you've worked with? Yeah, you know, I will say that <laughs> using our bodies and being able to move more helps helps with sleep, right? It does help us fall asleep easier. Um, one of the things that I, I will come back to is really thinking about your environment and how does that impact your sleep, which means where are those screens, right? Are you, is your cell phone like an outgrowth of your hand? You know, it's right. gonna be, you know, it's really important that we address, um, we, we put those screens to bed at least about an hour or so before we really want to unwind and, and start to, to go to sleep. So, you know, I will come back to, you know, those text messages sometimes that will come and be like, what time did you want to go to bed? <laughs> because mm-hmm. you need to put your phone to bed, uh, you know, ideally an hour or so before then, or dimming some different screens and, and things like that. So, you know, as it relates to sleep, movement and exercise helps us to be able to fall asleep faster, get a deeper rest. Um, but there are so many environmental cues that we can use to also help with that. And we're talking about environment. We mentioned this like two times already, but we just had Earth Day 
you know, and as you know, I'm very passionate about the environment as are you. Um, And it's, you know, not only is kind of controlling what we do with our phones and the blue light and how that affects Mm -hmm. us in so many ways, even causing us to feel more fatigued. Um, It's important just realizing, you know, those effects we have on the environment, right? Like leaving Mm -hmm. our phones charged in when they, they are not charging, you know, Mm -hmm. like, let's say like your phone is already charged up, but you're leaving it on. And that, that connects with the whole blue light (laughs) piece, Mm -hmm. right? So even just being conscious of that, as we're thinking about what is the, the environment you want in your bedroom, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that we create a space that is very calming and nurturing and we don't have this bright light, but also at the same time, you're saving on electricity you know, in the environment. Exactly. It's doing double duty. I right. always love that. I'm like, can it check two boxes? That's even more exciting. Yeah, double duty. Um, and so you kind of talked earlier about water and hydration. So I want to talk about that as well and how our water use, you know, our water usage affects the environment, but talk a little bit about hydration. I know you're very passionate about that and also the type of water bottles we use. So talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, you know, water makes up more than, you know, 55% of our body. So we need to make sure that it stays replenished, right? With all of this work that we also do in front of screens, we need that water to help just keep our bodies hydrated and moistened, you know, um, avoiding the dry eye and all of these different aspects. But the reason also why I love talking about uh, water and water bottles in particular is because there it's a super fit stylish accessory and also what happens when you drink water it, it like checks all the boxes for being very fit stylish because not only does it help replenish the body right brings out those toxins and all that but you have to go to the bathroom which means <laughs> you have to get up you have to take steps. All of these things are good. And then depending on how you use the bathroom, you might even do a squat. So <laughs> it's very there you go. exciting. But the other piece to this that I think is connecting to the environment too, is that that water bottle, and I think it's so good that we use reusable water bottles, right? This is connecting to our Earth Day, protecting it from that excess of plastics that get, you know, uh, lost in in our environment. Um, but when we use that reusable water bottle and we fill it up, right, 16 ounces of water is equal to a pound. Mm. So when we have like that 32 ounce uh, water bottle, a little more, we have a lightweight hand weight Look at right that. at our fingertips. So you can do some simple exercises right with that water bottle. So, you know, if you're like, oh, I don't have hand weights or I don't have like additional space to have that. Well, look at this. You have that hand weight right at your fingertips. <laughs> and if, if you want to see, yeah, some different exercises. I have, I have a few examples on, on the website. 
That that is a great tip. I recently purchased a Berkey. Um, if you don't know what it is, look it up. I am not promoting for this company, but I am promoting for the idea of having a great way to filter your water, getting clean water. So many people don't have access, readily have access to clean water. Um, and I feel very privileged to be in a country where I can can easily access that. But I have a Berkey water filter and it keeps me from having to buy bottled water at the store. Um, and I also use a glass water bottle. <laughs> so, um, you know, these are just simple ways that we all can do this. You know, the same way we're talking about being healthy with our bodies, where sometimes we don't focus enough on having a healthy environment, contributing to a healthy environment. And like I said, I'm very transparent about being conscious of that. And, you know, we're not perfect. I think we all have work to do, but just trying to incorporate that in in the whole process of working out because the industry, of course, is a billion dollar industry. And it's great to have people, you know, like Shayna, who are conscious about the environment and the types of workouts that she does with her clients. Um, So since we're going to wrap up, um, I wanted to ask you what some of your final thoughts um, also you know, if you could just leave more um, work from home tips and just kind of what you want to make sure the audience um, got out of this conversation about working out and movement. If you had to leave like three ideas or three concepts, what would that look like? What would that be? Um, You know, I, I would say that the key thing here is I hope you feel inspired and empowered in a way to know that you have some control over your health and and wellness, right? And that you can't leave it on the back burner. You need to bring it to the front range. And there are definitely ways to do that without feeling like overwhelm and adding to your to-do list, Mm -hmm. right? And then another aspect is to start where you are, knowing that just think about your day and see what you're already doing. See where you can turn potentially a meeting into a standing meeting or into a walk and talk, right? And it doesn't mean you have to be with the person, but it could be that it's a phone call and you can, you know, walk and get in those steps, right? And then I'd say, lastly, remember that every step counts, right? Don't let it you know, get you down feeling like you have to go from point A to Z all in like one gigantic leap. Okay. (laughs) Every it's every step that builds on itself that really counts. So Mm -hmm. I hope with that you can get in that fit style uh, perspective and, and feel oh so fit stylish, but also really energized and, and able to take that next step. Hmm. So tell the the listeners where they can find you. Yes. So you can find me. Please do connect. Um, I'm on Instagram at FitStyle by Shayna. Also Facebook. All one word. It's definitely a community. Please do reach out. DM with any questions. And also you can find uh, more information on my website, FitStyleByShayna.com. And I work with individuals, um, but also through memberships, classes, these kinds of things. But also we bring this message to companies because I think it's so important to, you know, bring this idea of wellness into the culture overall. Oh, Shayna, thank you so much for being here. 
I am so happy that we were able to get you on the show. I think what you're sharing is invaluable. It's unique. It's innovative. And most importantly, it's going to help so many people. So thank you so much for being on Seeking Wellness today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Seeking Wellness Show today. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Pierre. You can reach out to me at my website, drjpierre.com, on Instagram at drjpierre, or on Facebook at Dr. Jennifer Pierre. Please be sure to check out the website, wpcan.org, for past shows. And meet us right back here, same time, same place on the fourth Saturday of the month for another informative topic. Enjoy your weekend. And most of all, please stay healthy.